Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Thanks for your time as always as Phil and I talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week we've got a little quiz for you. Don't worry, it's pretty easy. We'll have a little fun with this, but it's a retirement preparedness quiz. Uh, five questions we're going to go through. And uh, uh, yes, I'm wearing glasses because my eyes are going, so I have to have these to start reading some of these fonts. But <laughs> yeah, my, mine are mine are sitting over here on the side. So as, if my eye doctor is watching, he's going to be yelling at me because it's Not happy. Yeah. one of those progressive. You know, it drives me crazy. I got to have them, and you, you know, it's like oh, back and forth. Well, I think I went too far for my. First, it's my first pair of glasses, so not only is it frustrating. Oh, okay. That first jump, but I, I let him talk me into the bifocal on the bottom. Yes, uh, I cannot stand it. It gives me a headache. Something fierce. That line, that transition thing. Oh, uh, so not the progressive, but the actual bifocal. Okay, line yeah. right there. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, no. yeah, getting old's great. Huh? <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get another pair. Uh, I think, but hey, I noticed you got a chair uh, just like mine. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, that one. You talked me into it. So they're nice. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're very good. For, uh, secret Labs. Yep, it's good. <laughs> Name of the I got to put it out there on Facebook so I get my extra three-year warranty. So That's right, yeah. So well, we can say, hey, we talked about it on the show too. Secret Labs. That's Lab. right. There we go. Tag hey. Secret Lab. We're good. I'm going to tag them. They rock. So uh, anyway, that's our uh, that's our show. Thanks for stopping by. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to hear about glasses in a chair. In a chair. Uh, so anyway, we'll have some fun with this. So play along with us, folks. Basically, give yourself sure. a grade, if you will. Uh, what we'll do is I'll just go through these five basic questions for retired preparedness, retirement preparedness. And I'll ask Phil kind of in general what he sees from a, a lot of us uh, regular folks out there. Uh, and then I'll give myself a grade. And then, of course, you can kind of give yourself a grade and play along. Phil's going to ace the test because, you know, he does this every day. So we won't. We won't I, I see it every day. So, yeah, no, no, not going to be questions that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah, you know, great from Phil because he's going to have it in the bag, but uh, he can share with us. All right, so let's jump in. Let's get started. All right, uh, here's question number one on the questionnaire here is, do you know how much you have? Now, Phil, I would say, I'm going to say, I think most people would be a C student in this category. I'll let you tell me what you think. I think a lot of us know generally what we have, but I don't think we truly understand what we have for set, set aside for retirement. So I think we right. think our paycheck and our savings account, and maybe we have a rough idea what's in our 401 and that's kind of it. Yep. Yeah. But really no understanding kind of the big picture of finances and where everything's at. So you're right. I mean, it's especially in, in the kind of the era we're in, I mean, it's no longer the case where you've worked for one company for 30 years. So there's only one account to look at. Right. I mean, a lot of individuals now have changed jobs two, three, four plus times by the time they retire. You know, and if they haven't kept up with it and rolled it to IRA, you know, former 401ks to IRAs, all of a sudden they get to a later stage of, of working career and you might have multiple 401ks from former employers that are out there that you just never did anything with. So you kind of lose things. I call it, you're a financial collector, right? So you start collecting all these accounts all over the place and don't really remember or understand where, you know, I've had several clients like that, that we get together and it's like, oh, I forgot about that one. I, I was there a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of had this pot and you wind up thinking, okay, well, this is what I have. These are my assets. Uh, but I think sometimes when you ask somebody, well, what do you have for retirement? They try to go to a number. Uh, right. Maybe uh, the collection of the retirement you know, pot. 
Yep. Yeah. And I mean, when you talk about what do you have, the other side of that that often isn't thought of is, you know, what do you really have? We talk about this in our classes all the time that that 401k or IRA tax deferred account is not yours. I mean, it's, you've yeah. got a partner in it, the IRS. So right. even though you might have on the statement a half a million dollars, well, how much of that is the IRS's? So what is your equity, so to speak, in that account? Yeah. Yeah. So, I've got, uh, you know, I've got 400,000 in the 401k. Well, not, that's not great. That's a good, good number, you know, but how much of that is really yours? Yeah. You know, and what, what is that tax bill going to be? It kind of depends on, first of all, what rates are when you take it out. So uh, Uncle Sugar's waiting for his cut. That's um, right. That, that cut could go up. So yep. that's that part, part of the agreement that a lot of people kind of forgot about, you know, that, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I forgot I have a partner in this whole thing. Yeah. So. so would you say like a C is a good a good uh, grade if we're doing A, B, A through F kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, I mean, there's it's not not uncommon, you know, to not understand the tax side of it, but then even where is everything at, and yeah. what type of accounts are there? Yeah, so. yeah, I would definitely give myself a C. I think that uh, I kind of I, I about a little more than half know what I've got, kind of thing at, at any given time. And I think that's probably where a lot of us fall. Yeah, uh, we do this every day. Yeah, right. we try to help our clients with that. We've got a, a financial portal that we use with our clients that can link all those accounts together, so it helps them aggregate and they can start oh, to see I, that big picture. You know, so so there you go. That's a one way to improve your your score and your grade. Yep, yep. You can start to see it at least and understand where it's at, and then you can start to work on what do I do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and that here's question number two, and I think two and is really uh, kind of the key to a lot of this. Maybe two and five are going to go together. We'll get Phil's take on that in a second. But do you know how much you spend? Now, I think most of us are probably getting a D minus or an F. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. This is the one where everyone always, if they pass it, they barely pass, you know, yeah. in, in this score because it is just the reality. You know, we as humans, we don't realize what we spend. You know, you yeah, think you of, think oh, yeah, it's, you know, truck, the house, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's all those little things, especially when you have a credit card that even if you're paying it off every month, everything that goes on there, you just really understand how much am I really spending? You know, yeah. it's funny in our class, um, we offer a, a uh, budget worksheet we call it for retirement where we can we have people kind of walk through the different categories and try to start putting a budget together mm -hmm. and we do it as really more of an eye opener because the reality is when you sit down and figure it out they'll bring it in and you know we look at it and okay well you need 5000 a month well let's take a look at your tax return what what did you guys earn last year and we'll walk through the math on there and it's like okay well, wait a minute because on here net after taxes you had about 7000 a month but you said you only needed five. So where's the other two? Right. What do you mean? I had seven. I didn't have seven. I only, you know, and they go back through it again. It's like, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is what happened. Did you save an extra two a month or, right. you know, or did you blow an extra two? A or, month? Or did, yeah. And that's the, and the reality is we just don't realize how much we're spending. Well, we nickel and dime ourselves, our own selves to death with everything. Yep. Uh, you know, so, and a lot of times when you think, you know, again, we, we say the dreaded B word for budget, but that's the whole point is to get an idea of what's coming in and what's going out because you'd be surprised. It's only going to get probably worse from here, unfortunately <laughs> for a lot of us. So, uh, but again, this is fun. But the idea is that hopefully you'll learn something from that and say, you know what, let's let's get a little more education here. Let's understand this better. Let's do a better job and improve this uh, the score, if you will. Uh, number three, do you know much how much you have in risk? And I guarantee you that just about everybody's an F in this category. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things that you know you you probably looked at it when you set your four hundred one k allocation ten years ago or twenty years ago, whatever it is when you you joined the company, and you just haven't kept up with what 
what that risk is in the portfolio. Yeah. You know, until unfortunately we go through something like, you know, the coronavirus earlier this year and that deep fall we had in the market. I mean, fortunately things have come back, but that's just what markets do. I mean, they will correct and eventually we will see a more true, I think, long-term correction that takes couple of years to recover. I mean, that's just part of what markets do. They get overheated. They have to correct or readjust, come back to their averages. So yeah, that's true. You know, and I think a lot of times when we think about risk, many of us equate that to, uh, yeah, well, I'm in a target date fund and mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be very risky. So I'm probably in good shape. Yeah. And, and target date funds to me are probably one of the more dangerous vehicles to, to have in a portfolio because they're misunderstood. Not Nothing wrong with them. Sure. It's just that people don't understand truly what they are, you know? So you take a 2020 target date fund and for most people, they think, okay, I'm picking that because I'm retiring this year. So by the time I retire, that's going to have me really conservative. And the yeah. reality is no, not really. You're in a probably a 60, 40 portfolio, 60% stock exposure. I think many of us don't so. understand. I think we feel like, yeah, it's taking me down to 10 or zero, even zero, you know, at, you know, at risk. And it never gets there. I mean, I've it's, heard people it's, say stuff like that before. Oh yeah. Once, you know, if I'm in the year I hit retirement, it's down to like virtually no risk. At no all. risk. Yeah. yeah. And it's not at all. 50, 50 is about the lowest I've seen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's designed to take you through a 20, 30 year retirement. So it's a sliding scale that does eventually get more conservative over time, sure. but it's not like, boom, all of a sudden you're retired and it's low risk. You know? <laughs> it's not a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So again, how much do you have at risk? Probably don't know the answer to that. And, and the good thing is, is these questions are pretty easy to find out and figure yes. some of this you can do on your own. Some of this, you know, it's definitely advisable to talk with an advisor, somebody like Phil, who's a CPA and a personal financial specialist that does it every day, makes it a little bit easier, obviously. Uh, all right. Number four, do you know what you're paying in fees? Also, a lot of times the response is, yeah, 1% to my guy or gal, right? Yep. Yeah, not understanding, well, okay, you're in mutual funds and have you looked inside the fund and what are the fees there? Yeah. You know, you get an, an actively managed fund, you're going to be paying one and a half to two plus percent in the fund, all in, in fees in the fund. Now, granted, you're never seeing that come out of the account. Right. It's a net fee that's kind of built into the overall portfolio performance. So it's right. going to affect the performance, but it's still a fee. You have to understand that. So, well, I'm making 10, you know. It's like, well, if you ever look at it, you know, you're only getting seven. You know, you can't, there's some people that get too caught up in fees. And so they want to go to a low, low fee, no load, you know, no fee fund or ETF, which are great vehicles, but you got to understand there's no management then it's an ETF. There's no manager overseeing that portfolio and making changes and decisions. That's you. You're right. yeah. picking an ETF that expo- with exposure to certain segments of a market. Okay. You know, so well, they're just understanding what the fee is. And so if you're playing along like, and I'm doing, so don't feel bad. I, I even talk about this stuff on a regular basis and my score is not that great either. So, cause I'm not an advisor. Uh, I'm the, uh, I'm the host guy. So a lot of us, if you're taking this quiz, a lot of us don't really have a good understanding of some of these pieces. And if you think about these five questions, they're really kind of the simple basics of getting started with a retirement plan uh, and with an income plan and a strategy, you know, for what you want to do in retirement. So yep. getting a little bit better knowledge in these is going to help you go a long way. And of course you could do that by working with an advisor. Uh, there's other things you could do on your own as well, but it gets a little bit easier if you reach out to a professional for some help. So number five is, do you know what your retirement income streams are? And again, we'll circle back to two in a second because it's 
you know, what's coming in, what's yep. going out for spending. But if we think about what we have coming in, I think most of us feel might fall again back into the C category. It's not an A, it's not a B, it's not a D, it's a C because we think, okay, I've got social security at some point. I know, I've got, I know I've got whatever I saved in my 401k. Uh, I know that I've got, you know, whatever I've got in savings and checking, you know, that's the kind of the gist of that's the streams of money coming in. But I don't know that we understand how to turn the investments on or into income. In, right, turn them into that income stream. So, yeah, and I mean, in, at least in our neck of the woods, um, pensions are still a pretty common um, scenario right now. You know, now that's kind of this demographic that's starting to retire. Eventually, that's going to start going away because those most of the pensions that they have are frozen. Yep. You know, so they're in because they've been there 20, 30 years. New hires coming in do not have a pension. Right. You know, so this eventually will go away. But yeah, truly understanding the income streams you have. What is the pension? What are the options? You know, should I take a single life, joint life? You know, should I take a lump sum? Company wants out of the pension, they're going to give me a lump sum and, and it's my responsibility. A lot of options to understand. Social security is another one. You know, there's a lot of options, especially for married couples. How do you blend those retirement benefits together to maximize it for you? Yep, start his, lay hers, vice versa. Yeah. You know, obviously depending on ages and they've made a lot of changes in that field or that, uh, that uh, benefit over the last probably five to 10 years. But again, it's understanding how does it work? Right. So it really comes back to having an income plan to say, okay, here's what I need. You know, so it starts back to that question we talked about in number two, I think it was, of yeah, what am I spending? You know, you got it. And that's the the kind of the bottom line. If you get that one wrong, everything else is is wrong. So what do I need? Asking. Where is it going to come from? Yep. That's think of it like the base. If that's wrong, you're the whole plan's out the window. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people really fail in retirement going in with that set way too low thinking, oh, this is a piece of cake. I've got this. And then they get into retirement for a couple of years and realize, wait a minute, I hit that wrong. In fact, I just met with a couple this morning that they had gone to my class four years ago. Oh, wow. And they they had thought that, you know, oh, they were fine. We got all this handled. And then they retired. So they, they've been retired for two years now and they had never met with me before. Now they're coming back in and saying, okay, wait a minute. We, we've been retired a couple of years and there's a lot more going on here than we thought. We we need to really understand some more of these pieces and how does it fit together. Yeah, no, you know? I think that's so. what happens with a lot of a lot of folks is uh, sometimes it takes a little while for that to click, for that switch yeah. to turn on, uh, and hopefully you turn it on before you actually get into retirement in case there's some things you need to make before the paycheck stops. Uh, yes, you know that's or or you make some decisions that unfortunately put you in a worse position now going forward, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's better to have that plan up front. And I know, I mean, this is something you might probably, if you've listened to the podcast enough, you're getting sick of hearing, but you have to have a plan. You know, yeah. the plan has to, to lay out all these pieces, including my income stream. Where's it going to come from risk? How is that going to get handled taxes, all these different pieces so that, you know, yeah, this is going to work. And I know exactly what we're doing along the way making adjustments as things happen because yeah. we, we live in a very fluid world, but you at least have to have it figured out ahead of time to know this is what I think I'm going to do. And it all works and yeah. then start walking down the path. So, well, that, there you go, folks. There's five simple quiz uh, questions, nothing too super complicated, but were you surprised at what you might get? Now I've, I generalized and hypothesized what I thought the scores might be, the grades might be for a lot of folks, but you know, ask yourself, honestly, do you really know how much you have? That was the first one. The second one was, do you know how much you spend? Uh, the green, you know, the score is probably dropping on these. Do you know how much risk you have? Probably not. 
Do you know how much you have in fees? Probably not. And then do you know where your retirement income streams are going to come from? And having more than one stream is really important. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, think about, uh, you know, kind of break it into any kind of analogy that you wanted to, but if all your money is coming in from just one industry, one sector, uh, and that sector goes away, well, now you've got nothing else going on. So having multiple places to get your income coming in from, certainly advisable. Yeah, I mean, we, that's it's funny you bring, bring that up because we, I mean, being in Metro Detroit, obviously a lot of automotive companies here, and, and that is very common with auto companies, employees, they're very faithful, very loyal. Mm-hmm. So they have a pension from the company, their 401k is heavily invested in the company. They have retirement, you know, RSU stocks, that are in that company, you know? So yep. when you start to put it all together and, and show it to them, you say, you realize like 90% of what you have and is if tied to that company, tomorrow, not just an industry, that company, yeah, you know, that which company, right. could change. I mean, they're yeah. a great company now, nothing wrong with them. Just understand, you know, you're, you're not it, only tied to an industry, but a company, time, so. right? You know, it's always possible to get Enron out of nowhere. Yeah. So, so. having a, you know, so if that's the case, you know, maybe have some money coming from another arena. And that, again, that used to be the, you know, you could say, well, so security is one, but that's just one. And so right. if you if you wind up with a gap, if you need back to what do you spend, right? So if you need $5,000 a month and social security is only going to cover 2,500 of that, what are you doing? What do you have to turn on to cover that $2,500 gap? Yep. Where, where's the rest coming from? Fill in that gap. Fill in the gap. There you go. And uh, and with that, I think that we'll say goodbye on Phil's tax hacks and other retirement facts. I think that's a good place to go with the quiz. So if you'd like to talk with Phil, if you feel as though the you didn't do as well on the quiz as you probably were hoping to, uh, give him a call. You should always do that anyway before you take any action. But if you've got questions about some of these things, how to understand what your, you know, your risk exposure is or how to better take care or figure out what your fees are and how to manage that a little bit better or whatever the case might be, give him a call before you take any action at 248 if you're watching the video, I'll have it on the screen there. Uh, and you could just set up a time to have a conversation with them over the phone or Zoom, like we're doing here on the podcast, yep. or come into the office there in Farmington Hills in the greater Detroit area. Uh, go to philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. You can find all of it there. Uh, you can find the ways to contact them, good tools, tips, and resources. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform. Lots of different stuff you can get. And of course, if you're you know, whatever phone you're using, let's say you're an Apple person, right on the phone, you've got Apple Podcasts. Just tap it, open it up, search in the search box for Phil's Tax Hacks, and you can subscribe to it that way as well. So have a great, uh, have a great first week in November. We'll talk to you soon here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.